It is the final Saturday of the regular season, folks. We're still back with our spinny hats. We're spinning on Saturday, of course. It is the Field of 68's Best Bets show presented by Bet Rivers. We are the three-man weave ready to talk you through another giant slate. We have 106 games on the slate today. We'll hit as many as we can today. Before we do, though, any quick takeaways from Thursday or Friday for you fellas? We obviously had very little meaningful ball yesterday. But Kai, we got conference tournaments. What did you see out there? Conference tournaments, Arch Madness is in full force, impressed by Loyola yesterday against Bradley. The Big South has been the best tournament so far. Four overtime games, a buzzer beater, a one-point game. Bojangles, Ah, baby. Love it. Bojangles, magic. We have two more games today. I'm so stoked for those as well. Matt, conference tournament season is the best. Um, I'm so excited for March. We're in it. Yes, we are. And I am Chad Zardston. You will notice a heavy preferential treatment mm. toward conference tournament games, which I have been looking much more closely at than these kind of late, whatever, regular season games in the other big conferences. Jim, my takeaway is the Blurs, the Ramblers, looked really good in a uh, kind of a, rejuven- a rejuvenated reset spot against the Braves. I think that looks like the team to beat. I'm already regretting my Drake future ticket in the uh, Arch Madness Invitational. So just a quick observation from um the fighting sister jeans hey drake looked sharp last night without dj wilkins did not seem to bother them at all now they got that third matchup with missouri state that might come up today i would imagine Mm. the chat mob will have a question but matthew let's start with the big one tonight unc at duke there's apparently some other off the court hullabaloo about this one i'm not entirely sure what's happening so i'm gonna have to defer to you there you're gonna hopefully you can clarify what's what's going on there Uh, but we have a big spread for a big rivalry what do you think uh, – what do you see happening in this game? I see Duke dominating first half. The place is going bonkers. They go in a locker room up 13. They kind of push it to 16-17, and UNC starts clawing back with just a bunch of bogus shot making. Duke's defense takes its foot off the uh, the throat, Kai. Duke wins right around 10 to 12. It's a fun, you know, Twitter commentary of will Duke cover the finals. But I think this line's pretty sharp, all things considered. My point is, Kai, is take Duke first half. Do not mess around with Duke's lackadaisical effort if they get up big second half. I think they come out with a conviction, strong first half, and they kind of yeah lollygag through the second twenty minutes. I'm I'm into the the Wayne's World mega happy ending for UNC. Um, so <laughs> I want them to ruin Coach K's last game. I want them to win over Duke and make the NCAA tournament. That's going to be the story. Uh, no, most likely Duke wins this game, but the spread's too high. 12 points is too high. Uh, that, that's that's a little bit too crazy for me, Jim. But it was a 20-point Duke win in the first game. They were up by 28. It was a domination. UNC couldn't stop them at all. I lean towards the heels against the number here. Uh, uh, Duke's probably going to win. They're probably going to get a bunch of calls, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, number-wise, I, I had to lean towards Carolina. Uh, I believe the spread in the first game closed around three, and this is a huge swing from that. Yep. Uh, Matt, I kind of, I don't think we're going to have the Duke let down. Like, why would they emotionally let down in such a huge spot? Like it's down the second half. Oh, this game doesn't mean anything. Let's, let's hit the snooze button. I, I have a hard time seeing that happen. The one concern, Just I guess, pedal, yeah, All right. Possible. maybe, maybe they bring in coach K's grandson with like seven minutes left. If it's a blowout and he can shoot it though. Chucking. You got to find him. You, you got to find, find Severino him. out there. Uh, so maybe that's a concern for a potential backdoor, but I, I just think Duke's going to be dialed. We've said it all season. Handicapping Duke games is about Duke motivation, and it should not be any higher than it is today with everything, all the pomp and circumstance around there. Maybe emotions are a little bit too high, and there's some uh, issues with that, but I, I kind of think Duke rolls there. They're just in a different class than UNC right now, 
And matchup wise, there's nobody to guard Paolo Bancaro. That is a mm-hmm. major, major nightmare for the Heels. All right, let's move on. Next one Texas and Kansas, one of two games with major Big 12 title as- or, uh, aspirations. That's not the right word. Implications. Yeah. There it is. Well, Guys, I found it. They have aspirations. Two, t- yeah, two teams have Big 12 title aspirations. Uh, but Kansas hosting Texas here. Uh, the Jayhawks have not been encouraging lately, Kai. A couple of shaky efforts against TCU. They also lost at Baylor last weekend. Do you think they take care of business against Texas at the Fog and earn at least a share of the conference title? Yeah, both teams kind of struggling lately. They're both 0-3 against the spread their last three. Um, people are worried about Kansas, Jim, and I'm not. I- I'm not worried about Kansas. You know, I think TCU is a very good basketball team. So those two efforts, I think, say more about TCU and then Kansas other loss in, the, in that three game stretch was Baylor uh, a one seed currently right now comfortably in the NCAA tournament. So I'm not worried about KU Texas. I'm a little bit concerned with Matt. I've been concerned about them all year, a squeaker over West Virginia last came out. That's a team that's certainly not been playing very well. Texas won this first game. No Remy Martin for Kansas. Ironically, they haven't won with Remy Martin back in the lineup. Texas was 20 for 23 from the free throw line. That was the difference as well as turnovers. KU 15 turnovers that game. Maybe Martin uh, helps that angle for them. I think it's too much at the fog uh, on KU's last home game of the year. I think they get uh, back on track here, lean towards the Jayhawks. Yeah, I like Jayhawks a lot, Jim. I think you have the, the right angle here. Uh, well, Kai, you too. So we have a consensus Thanks. we play. Chalky today to start it. Um, rock Chalky. Nothing, rock Chalky. <laughs> I mean, nothing really else to add. I think everyone knows where I stand on Texas, and this is a great spot to fade them, uh, given the way Kansas kind of limped through those two TCU games. But I think that story is more about how awesome TCU is trending right now, so I don't want to look at that as like an indictment on Texas, although they do have some concerns, right? McCormick up and down, Martin not fully healthy, yada, yada, yada. I still think it's a good place to uh, to bet KU at home. Um, and Stucky mentioned on our previous uh, show, 38 straight or something, senior night wins for the Jayhawks, so they will be locked and loaded in a hype atmosphere. Right? They play well tonight. Yeah, Remy Martin only played three minutes last game. It seems like either he's still really banged up or they're just like, you know what, we're, we're not going to mess with trying to reintegrate you at this point in the season. So it seems like, I don't know, we're curious if he gets more run today. Uh, okay, next one on the outline, we're going to the SEC. Two teams that I have a really hard time figuring out, Mr. McEwen. Alabama and LSU, the, the Tide have been mega up and down, high variance team because of all the threes they take and the fact that they're not very good at shooting them. And then on the other side, LSU, monster defensive squad, but the offense comes and goes for them. How do you see this one playing out between two streaky teams? Yeah, what is Alabama, Jim? Um, uh, they're they're going to be able to lose in the first round of the tournament. That's what Oh, stop it. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're going to be a high seed. They're, they're going to be a higher seed than their record indicates they should due to their wins. Um, it's going to be one of those schedules or schedules impossible. Yeah. It's going to be one of those teams like 19 and 13, but they're like a five or a six seed and people are like, Oh, what's going on? Uh, but they're Jekyll and Hyde. They just lost a and by 16. Yeah. At home. That, they got smacked by at home. Yeah. Uh, Bama did beat LSU by three game one, but LSU's rounding back into format four and one ATS last five games should have beaten Arkansas outright in their last game. Also the home road splits between these two are stark. LSU 12 and four against spread at home, Bama two and seven on the road against the spread. For me, it's LSU or nothing. I think the spread might even be a tad short. So I, I'm going LSU here, um, leaning that way, minus three and a half, minus four. I actually lean LSU as well. As much as I've been a Bama stubbornly defender all season, it's been bent down, it's been bet down to three. So I'm considering counter punching here against what seems to be some early Bama steam. 
uh, early tip off, you can maybe talk yourself into a flat, um, slow, lethargic start to this game. And I tend to think the unders for Alabama have been playing better lately, just given Oates's, um, you know, all in play on defense and his frustration with his team's toughness and physicality. So I guess I like the under more than I like LSU if you have to get involved. Yeah, man, I'm with you. I'm with you guys. LSU, I think, would be the side. Uh, I, I, they give up a bajillion threes, which would normally be a concern against Alabama, who really wants to shoot them. But yeah. I just don't think Alabama has good shooters. And I think LSU will at least target uh, the primary, like Shackelford, will, will try to take away him and Ellis because those are the two that actually scare me on the Alabama team. Uh, yeah, I, I am just so – the, the last game for Alabama really took me out. Like getting blown out at home by Texas A&M. I thought, okay, maybe they'll continue beating the teams they're supposed to and, and losing some of their uh, tougher games. But nope, nope, that one was bad. So lean in LSU, especially where the number is at right now. All right, one more SEC showdown before we get to the chat. Arkansas at Tennessee. Matthias, your Vols are undefeated at home this year, but Arkansas has been sneaky good on the road covering spreads. This one felt a little bit high to me. Both these teams are playing for hopefully – if they can get an Auburn surprising loss, they would get a share of the conference title. The winner would. Uh, how do you see this one? Do you think Arkansas hangs around or your Vols going to roll? I think the spread's about right. I think six is too high. I'm just shocked that the odds makers have been pricing Tennessee in the clouds all year. And they've been pretty sharp with that. I think they're against the spread record is fairly close to 500. I check that. Um, but the first matchup, Jim, it was ugly. I mean, neither offense could do anything, but it was more frustrating watching Tennessee's offense um, which again, just does not know how to weaponize that weird construction of, we have three electric guards, like two electric guards and these big bruising forwards. There's just no really like connectiveness with how they play. And, uh, Jalen, Jalen Williams up front was, was a beast inside. And I think he continues to be kind of the neutralizer Kai against Tennessee's front line here. I would actually lean Arkansas, uh, even though I feel like my general take on both teams would prompt you to think I'd be leaning balls. I actually like pick suey plus six. There's pretty much no hotter team in the country than Arkansas, right? They're 14 and one uh, straight up 12 and three against the spread in that 15 game span. Uh, it's a tall order though, to be, to be Tennessee on the road here, Tennessee hasn't lost all year at home, 15 and 0. Uh, nine and six against the spread. It's a little bit worse there. And they're still dangerous despite not having combo in this lineup. They're, they're still a very, very good team, a, a top tier team this season, Arkansas won by 10 and Bud Walton, Tennessee scored 0.7 points per possession. 34% inside the arc, 16 outside. I think there's a little bit of a bounce back here for Tennessee. It's hard to lay this many points to Arkansas in their current form, but I tend to think it's the right side, Jim. So I'm leaning towards the balls. Yeah, the number has me leaning towards Arkansas. Matt, you mentioned Tennessee. They're 9-6 and six against the spread at home. Uh, I believe they're 17-10 and uh, 10 overall against the spread. So, or 17-12, and 12, pardon me. So, yeah, they have been covering the numbers that you would say have been relatively inflated, but – uh, I just don't want to get in front of this Arkansas train right now. Even their loss at Alabama was by one. They got down double digits and uh, punched right back. So I, I think even if they get down a little bit, they'll they'll stay within the number uh, or get back within the number and potentially even back toward this. So just a little too high for me, leaning towards the Razorbacks. All right, let's get into chat, Mom, Matt. I know there are a lot of questions. Here you are pulling out the talk every conference tournament game question. Whew, that's a big ask. Uh, trust me, I'd love to. I'd love to. But <laughs> I, hey, imagine, I imagine we will. Yeah. Let's be. Let's, um, let's go. Let's be considerate of all games. We yep. Yeah. We're going to do best bets from the the mobsters as we uh, we have to hit those first. Then conference tournaments. Then we'll get to the best of the rest here. A lot of chatter. Uh, well, first of all, if Jim Bean's lock is Tennessee. So 
disagreeing with a lot of the mob and us. So Jim Bean, you're on your own I, island. Whoa, I agree with Jim Bean. Oh, sorry. Kai's on your side. So Kai and Jim on an island by themselves. Um, enjoy that. Next one, a lot of questions, Jim, about the TCU plus three. Everyone thinks this line looks fishy. It's been bet up from West Virginia minus one and a half to minus two and a half. Seems like a juicy spot to fade TCU if you're into that sort of thing. But man, West Virginia does not give me any sort of confidence, even at home. Yeah, I mean, the spot is a home run for West Virginia. TCU's three straight awesome efforts in a row. It's their third game this week, whereas West Virginia has only played the Wednesday game. Uh, I, I leaned, I was just looking at this game. I was like, oh, I should probably bet West Virginia, but the three and 14 in the big 12, maybe there's some quit factor to them. I don't know. Bob Huggins, you wouldn't imagine that team has quit factor, but I lean towards West Virginia pretty hard there. Hi, Ray Reyes, best bet looking at East Carolina are the pirates catching 10 on the road at the roundhouse in Wichita says they're a different team with Suggs back in the lineup. And I agree wholeheartedly agree. Kind of like this side. I'm with my guy, Ray thoughts. Yeah, that's definitely true. And then, Wichita State this year, laying 10 against anybody, I'd probably lean towards the dog. Jim, another best bet from Jets P looking at Virginia as a short road favorite at Louisville. Team just feels like a complete dumpster fire. Open minus three. Who's it's a bet up to minus four and a half. Any value there still at all? I know Bob, Malik, Malik Williams I, is a dicey today, right? He's probably should mention I, that. I think uh, there's speculation that we've seen the last of Malik Williams. Okay. I saw no, that in Louisville's last game. Uh, and, yeah, it just feels like Louisville is just waiting out the clock. They're, they're just trying to run down the clock, end the season, and Virginia actually has stuff to play for still. So I heavily lean towards the Cavs. It's a tough road number to lay, but you, you will not catch me touching Louisville at this point. Uh, Harry R with three best bets. One of you loves VCU, which he agrees with. Is that you, Kai, or you, Jim? Uh, I, I, I don't I, know I, what his best bets are. I do really like VCU today. Yes, not my best bet, but yes. Okay, so VCU. Kai agrees with you. The other two are Southern Utah and Seton Hall. Southern Utah headed to Seton Weaver Hall. State, Jim. Uh, okay, Seton Hall. Why do you like it, Jim? Uh, I just think the the second game without Ryan Nembhard for Creighton it really shows up, up for them. Yep. Uh, and I think everybody was anxious to fade them without him uh, with UConn. And I don't like road fave UConn. So I think that made sense that Creighton was able to get that outright win. That threw people off the scent a little bit here, but I'm, I'm with, I'm with Harry with Seton Hall today. Yeah. Creighton home opened at a pick. It's up to minus two. So I actually get a little value now if you want to come in on the hall. I like that angle, Jensen. Then Kai, Southern Utah, his final third best bets. They're at Weber State. Man, what happened to, uh, Two of the Wildcats, man. Randy Ray and Co. stumbled yeah. down the stretch. They're at home. Not been as good at home this year. Feels high against Southern Utah, who I think is right in their class, talent-wise. Or yeah, close battle, to. battle in the Beehive State, Matthew, Utah. Oh, yeah, thank you. Got to mention Every that. time we yeah. have to point that out. We do. We do. Um, not a huge opinion here. Yeah, probably lean towards the dog. Like you said, Weber State's home court this year, just not the same, and they've called it out publicly. <laughs> so uh, I'd probably yeah, lean towards the Thunderbirds. Cody McEwen calling out the fans. Yeah. Jim, uh, second to last best bet here in the rundown, the Paris dropping Irvine Bakersfield under. Man, I'm always in for a Bakersfield under, even though my numbers seem to pop as an over team for them. They bet up to 126. Any thoughts there? Uh, not a ton, but yeah, Irvine just laid a total egg against Cal Poly this week. So maybe you get like an angry defensive. It's a team where I would think their angry effort is more on the defensive end because they don't have a ton of offensive talent. Uh, and Bakersfield, gosh, they're maddening to watch. No jumpers on that entire roster. So, sure, I, I can buy the under there. Let's transition seamlessly into conference tournaments, Mr. McKeon. Jimmy the bartender, going to whip up a few old fashions, I suppose, tonight as his Loyola Ramblers take on uh, who are they playing again? I'm already blanking on that. Missouri, no, Iowa. Iowa. On the Iowa, that's right. Repeat of game. Um, last game, or they just played, what, two weeks ago for the outright title. One, no, the one Iowa week got ago. 
one week ago. Don't know how we got the best of them in that game. Kyle Loyola opens as a minus four favorite against the Purple Panthers. Any thoughts? Loyola's game. Uh, 100%. I kind of agree. Marquise Kennedy's back in the lineup. He looks they, awesome too. Yeah. They looked awesome against Bradley. I think they're fully locked in for this tournament. They lost to UNI in overtime. They were up nine in the second half. They won by 27 the first game. I think they're a much better team. Um, I think UNI kind of blew its load in that last game, winning that uh, the, the the Valley outright this year. So Loyola minus four is definitely uh, the side I'm leading. Agree. I like Loyola first half even better just to bring that price down a little bit. I think they come out ready to rock. Jim, uh, OVC title game, Moorhead Murray. Um, the matchups in this OVC have been pretty stark. Moorhead's played well, played close against Murray both times this season, but Murray has gotten the best of them. I thought Murray looked awesome last night. What do you think? It's a big number, seven on a neutral? Yeah, I felt a little bit high. Moorhead has the athleticism to compete here, like unlike Belmont, who gets blown off the court by Murray State. Uh, Moorhead can actually battle a little bit, but I don't know. Murray was, was so locked in yesterday against Simo. They let him in the back door. I don't think they do that again here. Uh, so the number sort of gave me a, a point towards Moorhead, but I'm, I'm not betting it. I think the racers are dialed and they get their automatic bid punch tonight. Let's hit the two A Suns. Austin Rayleigh asking about these. Kai, I'm giving you Jacksonville versus Jacksonville State. Um, again, not located in the same state. Jacksonville State is in Alabama, which is where this game will be played. I yep. lean the Dolphins, Kai, on the road. Um, just was very impressed with what I saw in that first round matchup against Central Arkansas. They didn't really cover. They kind of messed around in the second half, played with their food. I think they compete here. It's a big spread, plus six and a half. I actually like uh, the Gamecocks. And, and Do you? I know the, the Dolphins okay. are among the best cover teams in the country, so maybe foolish going against them. But yeah, I like Jacksonville State here at home. I love the Dolphins. I love the Dolphins. With you, Jimmy. Hey, Jim, right back to you. Liberty Bellerman. Liberty at home. Been bet down. Some money coming in on the night. Scott Davenport and the boys headed up to Virginia. Uh, it did feel a little bit high, but uh, my number was pretty spot on, so I stayed away. Yeah, it's uh, it's a tricky offense to prepare for and no turnaround for for Liberty trying to prep for that Bellarmine offense. Uh, but Darius McGee, man, I, I don't want to bet against him in March. He could go off for 40 at any time. I don't think Bellarmine really has the guys to guard him. They did shut down Tavian Dunmartin, who's like a similar-ish player, but yeah, I just think McGee is better, and this Liberty team is better. So I have no take or no bet on that game. Kai SoCon tournament, VMI, oh, Wofford, a lot of people asking about it. I was going to jump in. My, Michael Fly has been let go by Florida Gulf Coast. We just brought up FGCU. Wow. So, okay. That's not uh, That is deserved. Yes, Matt? <laughs> I don't disagree. Um, and that concludes our thoughts on Michael Fly. Kai, to you for VMI, Wofford. Uh, Wofford open minus six. The key question here is Jake Stevens. Is he playing? Do you have any Can't, intel for us? Do you have any thoughts on this game? You cannot take VMI without knowing if Jake Stevens is in the lineup. You can't even guess if he's in the lineup and take VMI. You have to know because he is that important. VMI is not a good team without him. He is crucial. He might be the most important player to his team in the SoCon map. And they're not hmm. they're not well reported on. So unfortunately, no. we do not have the no, scoop not. on whether he's playing. Yep. Jim, Sunbelt Showdown, Texas State. A lot of people in the chat mob are taking the Bobcats. But of course, you know where I stand. I'm with my raging Cajuns. Been bet down yeah. to four and a half. Are you riding with your Weaver or with the mobsters? I'm with you. I'm hopping in the rage cage. Uh, I, I, the Cajuns actually played them fairly well. They did get swept by Texas State this year, but Texas State shot 50% from deep in both of those games, 50% or higher. I think that's a little bit anomalous, even though they are a pretty solid shooting squad. 50% is, is a little crazy. 
uh, Cajun's trending up, but Matt, you know, we're going to have to stress about some late game turnovers. That's just the way no, it goes. It's part it's of the game. That's what, what you sign up for because we are masochist. Kai, Dre Montgomery asking about a pick I know you love, USC Upstate against Longwood. Mm-hmm. I'll throw the alley to you for a side I know you feel very strongly about. I really like Upstate here, plus seven. Uh, number one, the Big South has just been nuts. So why not take a dog here in the conference tournament, especially one of seven points? Uh, Upstate can match up with them athletically and, and lengthwise. I was impressed with them against Chuck South. Longwood had a, they, they might, they probably should have lost to A&T. Um, I, I think they are, they're not used to being in the driver's seat. They're 15 and one in the big South. I think the pressure is getting into them a little bit here. I think upstate can, can compete. Um, you know, maybe not went out right, but stay within seven. Love it. Jim jets P asking about your pilots. I feel like they're kind of my pilots too. Portland WCC quarterfinal playing Santa Clara who had yesterday off. It's been bet up to minus nine feels high for Shanty Legans and the boys. Yeah, nine's high. I would, certainly wouldn't lay that with Santa Clara, but I'm hesitant to bet Portland because uh, they have five guys with no Michael Meadows in there. They're basically playing five guys 39 to 35 minutes or so, and they're playing a, a back-to-back against a really good Santa Clara team. So if you want to bet the number, I understand it with Portland, but I think the situation is worthy of some caution. Love it. Uh, all right, now it's to the best of the rest. Should we go back to outline or should we hit a few of these before we get back to the No, we can, the go, show? We can go. We'll go back to outline. Let's do that. All right, let's do two. Ryan Abramowitz, two for uh, Ivy action and Big West action. Brown, Yale. Kai, you're getting Brown, Yale. Jim, you're getting UC Davis, Cal State, Fullerton. I have no take on the Brown, Yale game. Just a motivational throwaway since the Ivy's four is basically set. Yeah, Brown season's done. Uh, they're not in the top four. Yale still has something to play for. I mean, I... I probably lean towards Yale, Matt. Six is a lot of points in the Ivy in general, and the home court does not matter much, but lean towards Yale. And who, Jim, who UC, have, Davis, UC Davis, plus and... four at Fullerton. Uh, I like Davis. I think it's a little bit high. Yeah, Fullerton just kind of lost their chance at the Big West title. They blew that on Thursday, losing to Riverside. Um, and now they could Davis could play. Spoiler for them too as well. I, I, I don't have a strong take here. Probably would take Davis if I had to because I think they're – uh, they're pretty solid, but Fullerton has the big West. Like they could theoretically get a tie for the league title. If long beach state loses. I Ray Reyes asking if Texas tech is uh, resting guys today, they're playing at Oklahoma state line feels fishy. He claims Oklahoma state's last game of the year, since they are ineligible for postseason play any angle on this game. I probably in Texas tech at minus two and a half, but I got nothing strong. Yeah. Same. Nothing strong. Let's go back to the outline. Yep. Let's do it. It's time. <laughs> Matt, I, I just want to make sure you know that I said, let's what? go back to the outline and you went, all right, three more chat love questions. <laughs> Wait, did you really? Oh, I was locked in, baby. I had like 10 ready to go. All right. Yeah, yeah I outline think, it I is. Think Thank you. Me, Kai, and the whole chat mob were like, what's happening right now? <laughs> oh, I'm just now seeing the commentary. That's ah, a tough look for me. Okay. Fun. Talk uh, okay. outline. Sure. Outline it is. Ooh, structure. <laughs> SEC, guys, we talked the Arkansas-Tennessee game home. that has SEC title implications. So does Kentucky-Florida. Uh, the, the Wildcats could earn a share of the title if they win and South Carolina pulls off the big upset at Auburn. Kai Florida has won at home in big spots before this year. They did knock off Auburn, but do you see them getting it done against Kentucky? Man, this is a, this is a tough spot. Well, first of all, you have to ask if Anthony Drugi's playing. Um, it, he's a game time decision. I think if he is, I kind of think it's a great spot for Florida, uh, especially where the numbers at Gators jump right back into the bubble, the thick of it. If they win this game, maybe, maybe even in a certain bracketologist, but 
I'm concerned because Florida can't really beat good teams. Op, Road Auburn aside. Yeah, Road, Road Auburn's not a good team, yeah. to be clear. They're three and six against the Kimpom top 50, which I guess isn't terrible, but a couple of those teams like Oklahoma State, um, a couple borderlines in there as well. It just seems they can't quite get over the hump against these elite, elite teams. Um, a window gym also breaks a tie with Alabama and South Carolina, Matt, assuming they lose and gives the Gators the five seed in the tournament. So there's a ton to play for for Florida here. I, I just look at the game at game one, though, and I'm concerned. Uh, Kentucky smoked them. Sheboy had 27 and 19. Castleton even played well, but UK still out rebounded the Gators 41 to 25. Yeah. I just think that Kentucky might be too big, too strong. So I lean Gators, but I'm probably going to leave it alone. It's a hard stay away. I think everything points to Kentucky just from a matchup perspective. You mentioned that kind in the first meeting, but you're right. This is like a vintage. Oh, Florida's up 10. What do you know? When we look at the score second half and we sort of kicked ourselves thinking that this is probably a good spot. I don't know, Jim, a lot going in both directions here. Hard stay away for me. Uh, I'm actually kind of close to taking Kentucky. I, I, I don't really trust Florida. Uh, again, Kai, I think your, your point about, oh, they got the big win over Auburn, but it's road Auburn. Like road Auburn. Keep that in mind. That is a different win than winning at Auburn. Uh, so, yeah, I think Kentucky kind of shows up. They're a little healthier now. The guards, Washington and Wheeler, seem like they're healthier. So I'm close to taking big blue. Uh, I will mention, and, and Speed380 just said it in the chat, Malik Williams is starting for Louisville which I almost kind of like for Virginia. I Will he try that though? Will he play yeah. hard? I don't is that know. A, is that a senior day send off? Yeah. And he's going to send him off by not giving a crap. We'll see. Uh, okay. Let's move on down the outline. Big one in the mountain West, although not as big as it could have been. Boise state is at Colorado state. The Broncos have already clinched the regular season title. They're up two games in the loss column. What a season for the, the blue Broncos. Matt, I'm going to go to you, you here first. I, I thought this was a hair low with the title being already clinched and the potential yeah. that maybe they could rest ACOT or, or key gab. I think ACOT's been banged up recently. So I'm leaning towards Colorado state. What do you think? Yeah, it's minus three minus four. Um, I think we all agree Colorado state has a home court worthy of at least four points. And with that spot situation, like Jim, you mentioned, I would certainly lean the Rams all things considered. Kai, do you think Colorado state is the better team than Boise state? Do I think they're better? Mm, that's a good question, Matt. I think they're pretty even. Okay, then the spread's about right then. Yeah, uh, well, so let's talk about that first game they played. It was overtime, right? This is at Boise State. Colorado State won. Uh, Boise kind of blew it. They had a seven-point lead with under 10 to play. No ACOT that game. Could argue Boise is the better team. Uh, Defensively, I think they're a pretty good match for Colorado State. They have so much length and athleticism. I think scoring on the other end for them is probably challenging. Rams at home, this is interesting. I I, I was surprised. 12-1 and straight up. 5-8 5-8 against the spreads. So they're not really covering the number here at, at home. And you're giving me points with Boise State against almost anybody. I kind of like Boise, just the way they can keep games close, Jim. So I'm leaning towards Boise State at plus three and a half. They do keep everything close. Marcus Shaver is just kind of like, yeah, that, that guy does not go away. Uh, and they have some decent matchups for Roddy. Like you can you can throw Armush at him, the bang, and then you can also throw Acott or Keygab at him, or even Dagan Hart. Uh, so I think there's enough guys they can throw at him that makes this difficult. But I still do lean Colorado state. I just, the motivation can't be that high for Boise. They're locked into the tournament. They're locked into the one seed. Uh, Maybe, like I said, maybe there's some rest factor. Let's go out West, a a game that maybe I forced onto the outline. It maybe didn't belong considering the size of the spread here, but it is a large game in the PAC 12 USC at UCLA. Surprised how well USC handled UCLA in the first meeting. Uh, Basically took care of business. Wasn't really much in doubt. Matt, do you see that happening again? Do you see the Trojans 
sticking around at UCLA or does Mick Cronin get his first win against Andy Enfield? I think they win. I don't think they cover eight. That's a big number for a crosstown bus ride, essentially, uh, especially given the matchup concerns that have manifested in prior years this season. I mean, the thing with USC, it's just they've been so banged up down the stretch, but they've been healthier lately. Got Boogie Ellis the last two games. Um, so, yeah, I lean USC here. I don't know why, Kai, but I just think the number's way too high. Uh, yeah, UCLA is kind of casually floating in the Ken Palm top 10. Like they, they, they're number eight right now. It kind of blew my mind. They're also floating on their four seed line. Um, while you were USC, Jim has dropped dramatically in the analytics, not down to 41 in Ken Palm, still pretty strong six seed resume. I, I had to look back at this first matchup and remembered Isaiah Mobley did not play when USC beat UCLA, which yep, certainly I, raised some eyebrows. I think I bet UCLA because I saw him out and it didn't matter. Players don't yeah. matter. Players don't matter. I, I think UCLA returns a favor here. Um, it is a big spread, Matt. Eight points seems huge for these two teams, um, but I think UCLA can do it if they're fully locked in. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning UCLA as well. Uh, maybe not on the spread, but I, I just yeah, I, eight's a lot, Matt. Like you said, Trojans are are feisty. They've got the size to compete inside, so uh, I'm staying staying away from that one. Let's go to the last one on the outline, Matthias, your alma mater, the IU mm-hmm. Hoosiers. Another one where I thought the spread was interesting, maybe a tad high, but there's some pretty serious angles for Purdue here. Boilers off a really disappointing loss at Wisconsin where they got beat by two banked-in jumpers in the final 20 seconds. They've already lost to Indiana, so some revenge factor. It's going to be senior night for Travion Williams and Sasha Stefanovic, maybe maybe one or two others. Uh, so do you think Purdue smacks your Hoosiers in a place that Indiana has really struggled lately? Certainly concerned that happens. Um, I just want to say Indiana did not play as bad as I think a lot of people are making it out to be against Rutgers. They got a lot of good quality shots and just missed them. Um, and I know Xavier Johnson is Jekyll and Hyde, but he is playing better. I think you're going to need a pretty big game from him to not neutralize Ivy, but at least play him somewhat close, somewhat competitively. Um, I actually kind of like IU here. As stupid as that sounds, as homerish as that sounds, Kai, I think 10 is a little bit too high. Um, I think there's a little bit of back against the wall desperation um, angle yeah. that I'm sort of buying into the, the bubble angle. The bubble big. thing is real. Like the Rutgers loss was like, holy shit. Now we need to like, you know, we basically have this Purdue game in the big 10 tournament to prove we're a tournament team. Um, if they're within a few possessions here late, I think they go all in. I think it's actually a pretty close game. Uh, has IU ever had a shot in Mac no, arena? Absolutely not. No, they always <laughs> lose by it. Like a bajillion. I'm going against like every port of every, like historical data point <laughs> with this pick. Uh, yeah. I mean, if IU wants to get in the dance, th- they need this win. Purdue hasn't been, Super sharp in the last two games. Uh, they're back in the friendly confines zone. Mackie lost. They dropped two in a row on the road. IU on the road, we know is not great. Uh, they did win this first game, Jim. They're certainly revenge. Fantasy went off. I think he had twenty points in that game. Yeah, I was impressed. Monster I was pretty impressed by Indiana's interior defense, but TJD needs to stay out of foul trouble. Eleven minutes in the first game. If he plays eleven minutes in Mackie, it's going to be a smackdown. So I, I do sort of lean towards Indiana with the number. I don't have the guts to take them in this in this situation here. Yeah, Indiana has not covered at Mackey Arena since 2013. There you go. That's, that's <laughs> a house great. of horrors. Uh, that was also the last time they won outright. Matt, they won 97 to 60. They won by 37 at Mackey in 2013. Uh, it seems like they they got all their good good shots out of the way there and have blown it year after year since then. Uh, yeah, number a little bit high, but I, I can't take Indiana. I think Purdue's got too many angles working for them here. Uh, and that that concerns me. I also think TJD ends up in foul trouble if they put him on ED again. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. That's a bad choice. 
Uh, all right, let's go back to chat, Mom, Matt. I know there are questions flown in. You look very focused. I'm impressed by your locked in face. Can you tell about my terrible eye contact right now that I'm very focused? No, it's great. On my, I, I, I do the same thing when I'm chats are, especially on a Saturday. Uh, folks, make sure you hit that like button. Yeah, smash let's the like that, button. Let's guys. get that up to 100 on a big Saturday. Last yeah. game with 100 games. Let's have 100 likes. All right, Maddie, what questions do you have? Uh, quick shout to my guy, Dom, the Dominator. He wanted to give my, he wanted my take on the IE pregame, which we just broke down, Kai, but he also wants Abilene Christian Tarleton State breakdowns. I have really no thoughts. I'm sorry. He just wanted to make you say Tarleton. Yeah, exactly. Which I can't say. Uh, It's a lot of points, I think, for Tarleton. For uh, plus nine, they're scrappy dog. I know they've been playing faster, but I lean towards Tarleton. There's an injury concern there as well. One of those key dudes for Tarleton may be out. I forget which one. They've been hurt all season long. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. But they missed one guy that's basically a four-man team. Keep an eye out there. It's all I'll say. Uh, Jim, Michael Zhang, and a ton of others asking about the fishy, fishy line that is Middle Tennessee catching two at Old Dominion. Josh Jefferson and how important that is. I mean, he's yep. like kind of been the guy that shifted everything offensively for them. Green Bay was a cover machine last year with Josh, Josh Jefferson. Middle Tennessee has been a cover machine with him. Undisclosed is the reason he was out last game. He has some instances of getting suspended in the past. I think maybe there's uh, some, some weird behind the scenes stuff going there. So you have to know his status. If he's out, I would take Old Dominion. If he's in, I buy taking Middle Tennessee as a dog. He's that important. I had two questions from the Mountain West, San Diego State, Nevada, Wyoming, Fresno. Um, let's go with San Diego State first, minus four at the road against Nevada. It feels a little short given how not great Nevada has been at home, but they are healthy and playing better. Any thoughts? I kind of lean towards Nevada. They competed at Viejas shorthanded. I can see San Diego State doing a bit of a letdown here. Yeah, tough schedule for San Diego State this week, third game this week. Yep. And then Jim Wyoming hosting Fresno. Uh, it's been bet up to four and a half. Seems like people think Maldonado is going to be playing and fully healthy. Um, anything else here to this handicap for you? I think he's playing. I don't know if he's fully healthy. I think there, there may be some after effects to it. Uh, but it's, I, I think Maldonado should feast in this game. I, I don't know that. Uh, so San Diego State kind of shut him down with putting Keyshot Johnson on him. I don't think Fresno has the same kind of versatile forward. Holland and Cole Mario are probably not big enough. Uh, but the ORA versus EK battle is going to be great to watch. So I lean towards Wyoming as I always do, but I'm not betting it. Uh, Kayvon, let's get some A10 chatter here. Let's go to LaSalle. Kai, he wants to break down the Explorers. They're playing Duquesne in a battle of who the hell cares about. Uh, they're a minus one point and a half favorites at Pittsburgh. Thoughts on this at all? Uh, gross. I kind of yeah. like Duquesne here. I, I thought Duquesne should maybe be favored, but Duquesne is also a very broken team. I would not feel good putting my hard-earned money on, on the Dukes. Yeah, I sort of like yeah. the under, but, man, this game is yeah. close. And shouts to Scott Craig for asking about the more relevant 8-10 game. Davidson traveling to Dayton, opened at Dayton minus 3.5, to bet up to minus 4, minus 4.5. Jim, do we think the Flyers smack them at home, or should this be a competitive bout? I'm curious to see what's going on with Lawyer. Apparently, he is warming up. I am currently watching him getting shot. Starts, yeah, tips very soon. Good call. Uh, So it sounds like he's probably going to play. Uh, Davidson needs to win to secure the A10 outright title because VCU is is coming for them. But uh, I don't know. I think it's a tough place to win, Dayton, with their arena. Uh, I'm staying away there, Matt. I like Kayvon's angle on Cal Riverside. Plus three at Long Beach already has the one seat sewn up. Uh, you bind into that motivational spot. It's been up to sorry, plus three and a half down to plus two and a half currently. The uh, the Highlanders thoughts. Yeah, I lean towards Riverside. I I would probably think they're the better team on the neutral on neutral floor. So I think there's a bit of value here. I guess not anymore. Um, in, in the line. 
Yeah. Double double spoiler week for Riverside. Be- Beach and Fullerton. That'd be kind of fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jim, some folks think Mississippi State is a dead team walking after the Auburn game. A lot of folks like an A&M. Short favorite, minus two at home. Thoughts on Buzz and the boys? Yeah, I mean, Mississippi State on the road is terrible. Like, they're kind of like yeah. Road Auburn, where they just, they're a different team away from home. And yeah, I mean, that was kind of like their souls getting ripped out in overtime. Um, that was the win they needed to maybe make an at-large push, but they didn't get it. And now I could see them being very, very deflated on the road here. I'm with, I'm with the, the chat there on AM. Hi, thoughts on Villanova, Villanova Butler. This game is in Hinkle, Nova minus nine. Spread feels about right. I mean, Butler with Bo Hodges is a different team, but they're still not in the same weight class as Nova. Yeah, spread feels right. I'd, I'd lean Nova if anything, but nothing strong. Jim, game in your backyard, UNLV. Uh, I think we're going to hit all the Mountain West games tonight. Well, I'm sorry, it's at New Mexico at the pit, but a team from your backyard, short favorite on the road. Can they get it done against the Lobos? Tough spot for them. They've played like every good team in the Mountain West back to back to back to back. A lot of good efforts at home. Now they're going to the road. The pit has been a really tough place to play this year. Richard Patino has kind of gotten the the juices back flowing in that building. Um, I'm kind of leaning New Mexico. I think UNLV is locked into their seed for the Mountain West tournament, and that's their focus right now. So I, I am a little bit of a Lobo lean as a home dog. Hey, let's get back to the conference tournament. Um, segment Kai, the pairs asking about Georgia State, Arkansas State. I know you're a Red Wolves guy, but we've sort of adopted into the resurrection of this Panthers team. What's mm-hmm. your take on this matchup? I, I love both teams, Matthew. I wish both could win. Uh, Arkansas State is all the talent in the world to win this game, but they don't do much of that talent. I, I think call, they're kind of poorly coached. I like Georgia. Call I like Jim, Georgia. Jim, uh, back row, Jim, please. Let me finish my thought. Uh, uh, Jim, we'll get to you in a second. <laughs> Kai, please finish your thought. Can I go Georgia State minus four is my lean here. Okay, Jim, to you in the back row. Uh, this is one of my best bets, Matt. So I had to make sure we got it in here. The under, I think this game is going to be an ugly one. Georgia State, definitely an under team this season. Kai, sorry, I thought your thought was done. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Um, no, you're fine. I do also lean Georgia State as well. But under 130, let me get let me get the update, updated number. Uh, I think it was 136 and a half pre-show. That's the way I'm leaning here. What do we got? 136 and a half. Yep, lock it in, under. I see too, yeah. Yeah, how about Mr. O'Meara, Sunbelt Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year. Hardwood sweep for uh, the Red Wolves interior. Guy in the Very good. Very pretty, pretty surprising. Yes, I know. Um, Kai, Oregon, Washington State. Scott Craig believes Oregon is completely fraudulent at this point. I kind of think we're sold on that narrative. Are we not? Uh, I don't know. I think Washington State's pretty fraudulent, too. So I, I lean towards Oregon plus two. Yeah, plus two on the road there. I think that's plans pretty sharp. A couple yeah. of total questions, Jim. Our guy Tooch asked about George Mason, UMass over. We certainly know one team plays no defense. Um, do we think UMass can put enough points on the Mason to go over the total? Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a complete shootout. Oduro can score as many points as he wants in the paint. Uh, UMass is probably just going to just going to go out there and, and run up and down and get some cardio in. Uh, I, I probably, probably over, but. Uh, I don't have Big, a super strong total. I lean towards Mason on the side. Yeah, I agree. Kai, another total question from you. Pound it live, drop in at Citadel, Chattanooga over 144 and a half. I'm going to see if that's the updated price. I think both teams score at will against each other, especially Nuga inside against that soft interior presence for the, uh, the Dell. The only worry for me is Citadel's getting out of that overtime game uh, that just yesterday, uh, they could be a little bit gassed here. So I, I, I hesitate to automatically take the over, Matt. 
Jim, some late chatter coming in on our Dons, San Francisco. A lot of people agreeing with us, it seems like. The Dons minus two. Um, most shops right now playing the Mormons. Do you think they beat them or knock them after the, uh, the, on the back-to-back spot for BYU? Yeah, I think that, that the back-to-back showed up really tough in the Missouri Valley yesterday. It yes. also showed up in the in this it's, WCC tournament. Yeah, uh, Both San Diego and LMU kind of got smacked after, uh, after winning the opening night. I think the same thing happens to BYU. They lack the depth, and San Francisco is certainly hyper-motivated. Both teams are hyper-motivated, but uh, I think the, the rest thing is, is big for the Dons. Love Dons. I think that's one of my favorite bets today, to be honest. So famous last words, and I will knock on wood. Kai, late question coming through on Mercer Furman, staying in the Southern, or sorry, pivoting to the Southern Conference quarters. Big spread for the, the Paladins, who have not been great in this conference tournament historically. Do you think Mercer can sneak inside that seven? I'd probably lean towards the dog. Yeah, uh, Bob Ritchie's never made the finals uh, in, in this tournament, and they've been a top three seed every single year under his tenure. I hope Furman wins, but... Yeah, you have to lean towards Mercer with the value there. Yeah, Mercer rolled over Western Carolina yesterday. Jim, um, hopefully this is the last time we have to talk about Nebraska-Omaha this season. They open as a 23-point dog against the juggernaut Jack Bunnies. Is this a name-your-number spot for the Jack Buns? Yes, I think the Jack Bunnies can score 100 if they want to. And Matt, I think the sneaky part that gets lost with South Dakota State is that they had the best defense in the Summit, too. So I, I think... Uh, they can really, yeah, like you said, name their number. Maybe they want to rest some dudes, but they do have a day off between quarterfinals and semis. Yep. So I, I think maybe they just kind of run it up here. All right, coming up on time here, Kai, a couple of people mad that I missed the Fairfield-St. Peter's game. Yeah, how um, dare you? So I, I don't really have an interest in betting the MWAC at this point in the season, but our general rule of thumb is you bet the road team in the yep. MAC. Fairfield plus seven on the road feels like the right side, and you agree. So. Yep. I agree. Bangs gavel end of discussion. And we never say uh, nice things about Fairfield. So no, we, we don't. That, that means we're, we're very sincere. That we like, we're them. hoping they finish last. So I can crow at the fan we, forum that eviscerated. Did we, hit the, did we hit the OBC game already? I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Which one? We did. We did. Yeah. The only okay. one. The only one. <laughs> the only one. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. The Moorhead Murray one. The one that matters yeah. a lot. Yeah. We, hit that uh, we did. Never. Hey, last one here. Bryant versus Mount St. Mary's. We have not talked any NEC action at all. I think Bryant smacks him, Jim. It's up to minus seven. They are at home against uh against Engelstad and company thoughts on this one Engelstad usually has a pretty good plan against murray he doesn't let them run as much yeah uh, keeps it in the half court beat them in the uh, nec tournament last year i believe it was at bryant that they won too uh so i kind of think they hang around and keep it close maybe the under two just because i think they're really desperate to keep it in the half court um uh, but i don't have a bet on that game those are just leads all right last one wagner liu other side of the bracket wagner minus six at home I kind of lean towards LAU. I did too. Early morning, he's been pounded. let down. It's like seven and a half this morning. Yeah. Yep. I would never trust LAU, but um, I'm just really scared of Wagner without Ford. I think they might just blow it. And we're on to best bets, Jim. I'm hijacking the uh, the conductor here of this program, and I'm going to lead us off today. Only one for Matthew. Going back to the teeny tiny rock well. Loved how this team played in the opening round of the Sun Belt tournament. I think with marriage back in there. And Jordan Jefferson, a nuclear fireball, those young freshman Kai playing with house money. It's a big, big number against a Troy team. I just don't think it's great as a large favorite. So take Tiny Rock plus nine. Best bet. Boom. Kai. Tiny Rock. Tiny Rock. Matt, I'm sticking with your theme a bit here. A dog in a conference tournament. I lost a little value here. That's okay. Garner Webb plus four. I know there's injury concerns. That against Gardner him, Webb. Love it. 
But I think it's too high for a conference tournament game. Bulldogs can grit it out, keep it close. Now, Winthrop did beat them twice in the regular season. I'm fully aware of the trends out there. Um, I, they just have to hope they're cold, <laughs> frankly. Um, I think Gardner-Webb uh, sticks around. I think they keep it within uh, two possessions here. Go Webb, go. Go Webb, go. Web, go. Uh, my first best bet that I gave out already was Arkansas State, Georgia State under 136 and a half. I'm taking a second under for my only other best bet of the day, Stanford and Arizona State. Both these teams definitely strike me as under teams. They've got uh, stout interior defenses. The first game weirdly had 73 possessions and like over 150 points. I do not buy that happening again. I think there's some hard course correction back the other way for these two teams that like to play in the half court, play through the interior. So Stanford, Arizona State under 129. We make, I'm hoping that I could have gotten an extra point. Yeah, 130 at, at Bet 130, now. baby. So 130. We're locking that number in. We like to gain an extra point of value during the show. So those are my two best bets. Uh, all right, that wraps it up for today. Man, what an awesome slate of hoops we have. A lot of meaningful games, both to end the regular season and in tournament play. I'm going to get some live hoops in tonight. BYU, San Francisco, can't wait for that one. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Kai, Matt, well done, boys. Cheers to Bet Rivers. Enjoy your Saturday and good luck on your bets.